easy. You know, it's just like a good father with an infant, or a good father, good parents, I would say, father and mother with an infant. The infant cries, I'm right there, right? I want something, I'm right there, I give it to you. You know, you need it, it's, it's there. They never leave your side. There's always somebody near you if they're good parents. And they serve you like that. I want this, you got it. I want that, you, you know, comfort is right there. God, all, you know, seems like he's right next to you, you know, like that. And then later on, sometimes it's, where are you, God? <laughs> I can't feel you. I'm going through all this and I... You know, I, I don't feel you. You know, you used to be right there and you used to comfort me right away. You, you know, what is going on? But that's how we, we are with little infants. You're right there with them all the time to make sure they're okay and anything they want, you give it. I'm wet. Okay, I'll change you. I don't care if you're screaming at me. You're a baby, uh, you know. I'm hungry. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll feed you. It's okay if you're screaming and all angry because you're hungry. I don't get mad at you. I'm right there, and I feed you, okay? But um, Hebrews 5, 12 to 14 says, You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies, and use the word nepios again, who need milk and cannot eat solid food yet. Okay, you feed a baby what it can absorb, and that's the, the milk. But he is expecting us to grow in Christ. And he's saying, come on, you guys are supposed to be teaching others. That's one thing about our growth in Christ. Well, even in, in real life, right? If you, uh, you think a baby will grow and be healthy if it only eats once a week, How come a lot of Christians, we think we can be healthy and grow in Christ by eating just once a week? We need more. And what kind of food are you eating? Junk food or good food? And, you know, we think about like, and, you know, th this is just for all of us, because I always check, got to check myself, look at myself too, is um, what is my mind dwelling on? Because it's what am I feeding my mind all week? What is the majority of the time my thoughts are on? Fear? Doubt? Is it on um, what I want or what I think or the things of this world? What is the main thing I'm eating for my mind and spirit? And it's just a check, like I said. And, and um, again, it, it starts with the honesty with God. Say, yeah, but God, this is what I want to eat. I know that's not what you're telling me is good for me. Right? Like a, like a little child, if, you gave, if they, you gave them what they wanted, they would just eat candy all day. You know, uh, but God, help me. Okay, now again, you have allowed him to help to come in and help you grow because he loves you. He gave you your free will because of that, so you're not a slave. You are his child, and so you have to choose and say, God, help me. But be honest with him, God, yeah, I, I love this sin, or I love thinking about these things, or, yeah, I am doing that, help me. And then he, that's how we, can, we, we will grow, too. 
But he's saying that we need to grow. He expects us to grow. We shouldn't be staying there at that baby stage. You know, God's, you know, and Paul talks about that too. You know, yeah, he saved us and it's all by grace. So Paul says, does that mean we should keep on sinning? He expects us to start growing. And it starts by saying, yeah, God, I love this and help me change. And then by his spirit, he'll start convicting and changing. So it continues, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant, nepios, and doesn't know how to do what is right. You know, like a baby doesn't know what's right or wrong. It's just, I want, I get. You give it to me now. And we say, okay, okay. Okay. We love you, sweet baby. But now when you grow up, and you're like, I want it now. Give it to me now. And, you know, I'm throwing a tantrum then. Yeah, what do we say? Grow up. What's the matter with you? Act like a man. You know, be, what are you, a baby? See, we know that. We, we, but this is also in the spirit the same thing. And it doesn't know what's right or wrong, hasn't? Why? Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You read the Bible enough, you know what the Bible says is right and wrong, so we know what to do and how to follow it. But not only know what to do, Jesus also gives a story of the two sons. And I'll talk about the word it uses for those, actually, when it talks about those two sons. But these are sons that are able, old enough to be able to learn and grow and know. And these two sons are there, and um, one says... You know, he says, go out and, and, you know, work. And the son says, yeah, I will, but he doesn't go. And the other one says, no, I won't. But then later on, he does go. And, and Jesus says, which one did the will of the Father? Yeah. So the thing is, it's not just knowing the word, but exercising, training, doing. And when the Father is helping us grow into the sons and daughters of the king of the universe, that you will rule and reign with him. There's a lot of responsibility and a lot of growing to do. And so the training can be very difficult at times. That's why people say Christian life is easy. No. Yeah, it's not when you start going on it, right? <laughs> Kelsey started as a baby, got saved, and then it's not so easy. But it's the best. It's the best that we keep on because of the rights we have as a children of the living God and the freedom and, and what he gives. But it's, it's hard. And, it, it, you know, it, again, you know, we're not thankful, maybe now. But, you know, like my dad forced us to learn how to swim when we were little. And then he would be so mean because he said, come on, swim to me, swim to me. And, okay, I'm going to try to swim. And he keeps on walking backwards. And I'm, you know, he's so mean. But like the weightlifting coach that says, I know you can lift more. No, I can't. No, I can't. You can, you can, you can to grow stronger. If you lift only what you know you can lift, a weightlifter knows you don't get stronger. So he forced me to swim farther and farther and more and more till I could, you know, 
swim and then, he, then teaching me how to swim in the ocean. How to, you know, like sometimes you're swimming, you go to take a breath and the wave comes and you don't swallow, you, you know, how to handle all those things. But the freedom it brought, because later on I could go to the beach by myself because he trusted me that I knew how I could handle the waves that come, that can be dangerous. And uh, he knew I could handle, so I could go surfing. I didn't need him there all the time. He wasn't right there with me all the time like I was when I was an infant or a child. He's training. Go. He knew I could handle. But I was so thankful for that training because, yeah, waves can be dangerous. And I was out on Oahu at a spot called Tongs, and it was big waves. And I got wiped out by a wave and went way down under the water, and I caught a cramp in both legs. And I'm so glad I had the teaching and training, the hard training to know what to do. That you, The more you panic, the more your legs will tighten up. And if you're trying to swim so fast, the more they will cramp. You just got to be under the water, relax, stretch on your legs and relax. And when you swim up to the surface, swim and relax. So if you're going like this, you're going to get a cramp again. So I'm so happy. Because he knows what's coming. God, our Father, is the best Father we can have. He knows what's coming. And so if he puts you through a hard training, it's because he knows then you can survive what is coming in the future. And I'm so glad. Because if I didn't have that training, I probably would have drowned. So I'm so glad the training was tough. But God knows if if, if, if you're going through something tough in your life right now as a child of God. If we stick with him, it's going to help us and grow us because he knows what's coming because he loves us. He's the best father in the world, in the universe. Well, so as we grow, 1 John 2, 12 to 14, says, I'm writing to you, little children. And he uses a different word, technion, because your sins are forgiven for his namesakes. So he, he's writing to different levels of growth of, of children of God. And he's going to say different things. Now the technion is a little child, but they're at a point where they're starting to, you know, learn and grow. They can start walking and doing things. Instead of they, they just lie there and do nothing. And so you got to be there all the time watching them. They don't even know you don't turn over on your face because they can suffocate. So, you, you, you know, you're there all the time. They, they know a little bit more. But then things get harder. And if you're growing in Christ, things get harder sometimes. Yeah? Because all of a sudden, it used to be whatever I want, I get. But now, okay, your friend has something I want, and I take it, and your mom says, no, you can't have that, and I can throw a tantrum like I used to. I'm hungry, give it to me. Anything I want, you give me. And all of a sudden, they say, no, you can't have it. And I throw a tantrum and it, they don't give it to me. Or else they say, I want this now. Um, wait. I'll come and bring it to you in a minute. Ah, I want it now. I want it now. But now things get a little harder as he grows up to be more mature and not just, I want, I want, and I want now. I don't want to share. Everything is about me, don't you know? Right? And grow in to be someone who cares about others, who can then be a parent themselves, a good parent 
to their children because I tell you what, having children, they demand so much and they take so much time and yeah, you got to be a giver by that time instead of just a taker or else you're not going to be a good parent. You got to be able to do that and he expects us to grow and mature to the point where we be fruitful and multiply physically and spiritually. We have disciples. Okay? You don't just bring someone to the Lord and then put them on the doorstep of the church. Okay? Feed them, take care of them, bye. Disciple them. Meet with them. Say, you got any questions? If you don't have to know anything except love. Because if you have any question you can't understand, that's what I'm paid for. Come, I'll find out for you if I don't know. I don't know everything, but I'll find out for you. So just ask. All you have to do is love them. Just be there and care about them. How are you doing this week? Talk about it. Go over maybe the daily bread with them. That's milk-sized pieces, see? The daily bread. Talk about that one little piece. Don't feed them a whole bunch of steak. They'll throw up. A little piece at a time and let that all grow. This is the technion stage he's talking to. That little children... Um, you know, after I really de dedicated my life to God, oh man, I was so hungry. I would have all my Bibles open. I didn't have the computers at that time. And night, I'd be, you know, like, oh no, I got to go to work. I want to. I'm so interested in, in the Word. Like, like even diving into, now you have it on your computer. You can just look up the Greek like that. I don't understand why he's talking differently now to someone else. Well, you can look and find the Word. Oh, it's a different word. Yeah? In English, we only have one word for love. But when he's talking about love in the Bible, like in the Greek, there's three words for love. Which word did he use that we can find out? And so, okay, and then we'll go on where um, he goes on talking, right? First, he's saying little children, technion. Okay, next verse, he says, I am writing to you fathers because you, you know him who is from the beginning. Now he expects us to grow to be able to be good fathers like he is a good father to us. I'm writing to you young men. And that word is neniskos, which is young men. It's different from the others that he's saying, and I'll explain. Because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you children which is Pideon, because you know the Father. I think this is what they're saying. I don't know if you watch Star Wars, but, you know, Obi-Wan calls his disciple Padawan. Padawan, he says. And I think this is what he, Padawan, my little Padawan. What is a Padawan or a Pideon? It's, it can be used of infant, but most of the time it's used of a child who is not yet mature, but can begin to understand what is said to them and learn. Like Jesus teaching the children, telling them, come, he can, you know, he can learn. Or, but he also uses that word when he says, you have to be like a little child, in that they're pure and simple. They believe the Father. Father said so, I, I trust him. Yeah? But like here, it's used to describe an immature Christian. Yeah? And, but the young men... It, you know, he is expecting them. They have overcome the evil one. They have, 
they've gone through trials. And they have overcome. And they're getting ready to be fathers and mature Christians in the body. So um, what is the, the, the final stage? You find it in Matthew 5, 43 to 48. It says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's a mature Christian like our father. He loved us even when we didn't love him. And maybe we're swearing at him, doing all kinds of stuff against him. He loved us anyway. So let's pray for those who do that. Ask for his spirit for them, because that's the only thing that will change them. And that's why, that, that's aloha. You know the definition of aloha, or the, the way I was taught is, you either aloha or you don't aloha. You cannot aloha some and hate others. You can hate what they do, but you got to love them. And that's what we say as Christians too. Yeah? Hate the sin, love the sinner. Yeah? So, that's our Father in heaven. Boy, that's hard a lot of times. But that's the mature. Jesus is saying, talking to, the, to his disciples saying, Hey, that you may be children, but this is huyos, which is like the, the inheritors. Yeah, I'm his family. So it can be all those stages of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous to, to treat everybody with aloha, that love. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Be perfect. Teleos. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, teleos. Yeah? So Jesus is that Sermon on the Mount. Boy, is that a hard one? As for, like, he's saying, man, when you fully mature, this is how we should be. It twofold when he does a Sermon on the Mount. One is he had Jews there who they felt, I'm doing all the law. I'm fine. I'm good. I don't need a Savior. Yeah? But he's saying, no, even if you think of your brother, you fool. You're in danger of hellfire. Even what you think. Because they were saying, yeah, I'm doing it. And that we need that. And so then we repent of more and more as we get more and more mature. Now mostly what he does is he's working on me on my thought life. And what I think. Not anymore. But to be more and more thinking like him. And so when he says tax collectors, in that day, the tax collectors would, um, they could just say, I'd give me this much, but a lot of it was for themselves. And so they'd oppress people to get rich. So he's saying these selfish people who just think about themselves. Okay. Yeah, even those people, yeah, they love their own families and their friends, who do, that people who do stuff for them, but... If you're like your father, we'll start loving people who have no benefit for us or we're not supposed to. And that's why I say we just reach out to one other person 
to love them. Mean, and, and I mean like um, to be a father or mother to them. To, to just maybe say once every week or every other week, let's we meet and have coffee and tell me how your week has been and we'll maybe do the daily bread or just, I, I just want to listen to you and how you're doing, to be there for you. And that's all. You know the person who brought me to Christ? He was a young Christian that didn't know anything. The only thing he knew was God was real because he had experienced something. He couldn't explain. So it's, you don't have to know all kind of doctrine and everything to start discipling somebody. Just love them. And yeah, he, you know, he, he just loved on me and loved on me, even though he didn't know anything. And I just saw that he was founded on something beyond what I knew. And so I said, well, God, if you're real, yeah, I'll, I'll accept you too. Because there was something beyond that. Actually, I had read the Bible several times, but because I didn't have the Holy Spirit in me, it didn't make any sense. And I tore him apart because he didn't know the Bible. And he, at the end, he would just say, well, I know he's real. Get me so angry. Because logically, I thought I tore him apart. And he'd say, well, I know he's real. Oh, But that's all. Then I said, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. I will accept you. Because he didn't know anything. But he was standing on a rock I couldn't understand. That was beyond my understanding, my reason and logic. And I wanted that. Whatever it was, he was so sure of, he could, I could tear him apart. Amen. And he, he still believed. So teleos is actually, um, it can mean perfect. A lot of times it's translated that. That's confusing to us, right? Because the Bible says, hey, if you say you're not a sinner, you're a liar, you know. Um, but who is he talking to at that stage too? But we're not so what does he mean when he says, be there perfect? But that word, all, you know, again, the thinking of different, you know, we think differently in different languages and different ways, but it actually means to be fully mature. Perfect as, as that, you know, as a human being, you're, you've reached that place of full maturity. That's completeness, it means, full of age, completeness. So that at this stage, you will be complete and full, like your father in heaven is mature. And full as a full mature person in that we will be like Jesus was be. That's what he's saying. He wants us to be. Okay? So we don't remain as babies. He's saying, this is where I want you to be, to grow to, to be like my son. Not, you know, like never make a mistake, but like my son in that full heart and of that he has. So um, this all comes with the covenant that we have with Jesus because he's the one that put, covers us and puts his spirit in us so that we can now be a part of his family, not just adopted. We are like his DNA, man. He put his Holy Spirit in us so we can grow and be like him. Oh, what an honor to have the, quote, the heavenly DNA to really be the children of God so now we have the capacity to become like him. In fact, that's what Jesus says he, he expects us we should be doing.
So we're going to have the communion. And the first part of the covenant Jesus made with us, which again, it's two parts. He laid down his life for us and he says, and this is for the mature, the mature um, more people in Christ. He says, pick up your cross and follow me. Now you tell that to a baby, they can't even walk. So he's talking to a mature person. Pick up your cross and follow me. You have to give up your life, you'll find it. If you give up your Baby doesn't understand that. So that's for the more mature ones. That, that, that's what I'm talking to you as, more mature in Christ. That, yeah, he did it all for us again. That's the foundation. You can get into heaven, but like naked like a little baby with nothing. Or we grow in him. Yeah, we grow in Christ. So he laid down his life for us. He broke his body for us. Let's break the wafer. Remember that he did all that for us. And he expects us to, to lay down our, our selfish ways, our old life for him. So we become more like children of God like he is. Not the baby that everything, me, 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 I want to, uh, you know. But a person who has that aloha to give and care for others. Outside of those who just we're supposed to care for anyway. That's love. That's the Father's love. And if we don't have it, we just admit it and say, help me change. And he will. If we're honest about it. Yeah. Okay, so let's take the way for saying, yeah, this is the, your body. You broke for us. You did your part of the covenant. I agree to your covenant that I will grow. Choose to grow till I am an image of you. Mature and full of age, like our Father in heaven. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant I make with you. Wow, what an honor now to take this covenant to be sons and daughters of the living God. But that we will grow to, to become like him, more and more unselfish and loving. So, let's take this cup together. Okay, so we're going to ask the worship team to come up and do that last song. We're going to do Cover Me Again. Cover, he covers us with this covenant, new covenant. Like I said, all the promises of the new covenant. And again, you know, it's hard for a nepios, a baby, to understand when we say cover me. What do we mean by that? This song is actually for the more mature in Christ. That's why I say, tell the worship team all the time, hey, we need some for babies because they don't even understand this. You say, cover me. What does that mean? Yeah, like I said, he, we're in a covenant with him, and part of the covenant is, you know, like, like I said, like a, the father signs the health and pays for the health insurance for the whole family. You, if you're in that family, you are covered. The father paid, but you're covered. That's what it means. We are covered by what Jesus did for us from all the sins that we have done. And if we're following it, even when we fall short in the future, it's all covered. Yeah. And this is more mature if you listen to the words of this song. But I think that most of us are, can really relate to it. In fact, that's why I love it and they all love it. But 
When you talk to an immature person, hmm, I don't know if they'd understand much of this song at all. So look at it that way, and when you share the gospel with a new Christian, realize a lot of what we say, it's for a baby, give them milk, not meat, okay? And that's all we can share with them. Okay, let's sing this song together. Let's stand. <laughs> 